Hello, Soap Chat listeners. We are back with another episode of Soap Chat, and it is even a special episode tonight, and we'll get more into that later. However, right now we must talk about the very sad news surrounding March Doucet's passing. Um, the Hollywood Reporter put out a great piece on her life and her career, um, and it reads just like the colorful, amazing open book that she was. Uh, Marge Doucet, who played an alien who stole Spock's brain on Star Trek and worked on five daytime soap operas during her career, has died. She was 83. Doucet died Tuesday of natural causes at her home in Manhattan, and her son-in-law, David Bakker, announced it. Doucet also portrayed the mother, Lisa Welchel's Blair Warner, on NBC's The Facts of Life, and appeared opposite Gregory Peck as the wife of General Douglas MacArthur in 1977's MacArthur. The Kansas native stepped in for the ailing Carolyn Jones as Myrna Clegg on CBS's Capital in 1983 and went on to play Pamela Capo Conrad on NBC's Santa Barbara, Vivian Alamein on NBC's Days of Our Lives, the evil Vanessa Bennett on ABC's All My Children, and of course Alexandra Spaulding on CBS's Guiding Light. Born Marjorie Mahoney on February 20th, 1936, she was raised in Russell, Kansas, and attended Kansas University. She began a modeling career in New York when she and her first husband, John Doucet, whom she married in 1956, moved there for his medical internship. In Los Angeles, she became a member of The Session, an improvisational comedy troupe formed by Rob Reiner. Doucet made her big screen debut in the Elvis Presley movie Clambake and then appeared with Sandy Dennis in Sweet November. On the September 1968 Star Trek episode Spock's Brain, which kicked off the show's third and final season, Doucet's Kara beams aboard the Enterprise, removes Spock's brain, and takes it with her to her planet. The actress was memorable on the 1971 Odd Couple episode, What Does a Naked Lady Say to You, when Oscar discovers that her character, Felix's new girlfriend, is performing in a nude play. Doucet also appeared on dozens of other shows, including Hogan's Hero, Mod Squad, Get Smart, Manix, Phyllis, Barnaby Jones, Heart to Heart, and The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. She is survived by her daughter Deborah, granddaughter Dina, and siblings Marianne, Kathleen, and Timothy. She was also nominated for an Emmy Award for her work on Guiding Light. Uh, Tiggs, let's go to you first and get your thoughts on the passing of Marge Doucet before we jump into the rest of our special episode. Um, what are some of your favorite memories of Marge's work? Oh, she's real cute. I like her. 
you know, I've been watching Guy Light off and on and stuff like that. And then, like, and it's crazy because, like, when she left, or wait, did she did she get dismissed from Guy Light, or did she just quit when she was all my children? She probably got dismissed because Park didn't get away shit. <laughs> and then when John Carlos came in, you know, just three months. You you have it, it, it takes a lot to replace Beverly McKenzie, and it definitely takes a lot. But even Joan Collins not be able to replace you. Like, Joan Collins could have easily had an Alexander Spark. But she couldn't handle it. She was like, oh, girl, this is too much. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. She had to pat her weave. Like, no. Same thing with Joan Van Ark, Omar and R. She played Gloria for about, what, six months? She said, oh, bitch, uh-uh. Uh-uh. I'm ready to go home. No. And that just goes to show what it takes to be a daytime actress. It ain't easy. The large Mandela It was the one time that she ever phoned it in. She wasn't extra happy. Just enough. You know, she she comes from the, the school of, you know, Robin Strasser <laughs> and and Judith Chapman and Elizabeth Hubbard, where they can give you a whole ass ham sandwich. You won't eat that shit right on the with the extra cheeks. But that's how they did. She was great on it. And then, Rodrigo, what about you? What are some of your favorite memories of Marge's work? Uh, I just remember Marge. First time I saw her was when she was Alexandra Spaulding on that night. I didn't know Beverly McKenzie's. I didn't start watching until after 93. So. She didn't say nothing bad about the show. She just did her job. 
and went about her business. So I'm going to miss her. She's one of the, it's just sad, like, these are the people you grew up watching as kids. And it's just the sad reality is, like, you just treasure the ones that are still here. You know what I'm saying? So, rest in peace, Marge. And I, you know, thank God for YouTube, because I can always YouTube the scenes. Somebody just watch something, so. Oh, she used to drag Adam like caveman knuckles because he was such a fucking idiot. Yeah, she's so fucking Yes, she did. Like, Adam was such a damn fool. Oh, like, Adam wished that he was Edward Cordomay. He wished he was Victor Kiriakis. He wished he was Adam Taylor. Yeah. He was such a damn buffoon. Like, Adam would have a good plan. And he would always have to do something stupid and fuck it up. And then after be right there, like, I told your dumb ass. Didn't I tell your stupid ass? You should listen to me. I didn't like her with. I liked her with Fletcher. When I was Andrew and Fletcher were together. Oh, that whole time. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> 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 and then when he made no sense, that Fletcher just came out of nowhere, but Alice just like, "Hey, baby." And then, Alan, what about you? What are some of your favorite memories of Marge's work? She's just iconic. Like, when I was interested in Vanessa, it was a lot of good work. One of my favorite watch her face was when Vanessa fucking held a really nice toy at a fucking restaurant. Like, so he dramatically turned around for a night. Like, why was some diva shit? Amen. <laughs> oh, I loved <laughs> Vanessa and all my children. Loved Vanessa. So evil, so great. It's because I hated Greenway, so. <laughs> I, I swear, when I, when I found out, I gagged. When I found out that Vanessa was Proteus, I gagged. I said, oh, bitch. Okay. We got a ball yeah. this motherfucker. And everybody like, said, who was Proteus? Who was Proteus? And it came up to me, that bitch. I said, oh, oh, okay. All right. about some of your favorite memories in March throughout the years.
she should have been running everything. She ran that town. I mean, she gave everybody a hard time. She was held on wheels, and I was about that life. I was so about it. It was ridiculous. She came in as a recast. She's one of those people that you didn't, if you didn't know, you would never know that she was a recast because that character was so her. So, like, she killed it. I mean, she was going, she was going toe to toe with Reba. Going to, I mean, and Reba Shane was my chick. So, the fact that you could even just go toe to toe with her and get one over on her, I was like, okay, you bad. I'm okay. And then, on when she was on All My Children, I'm going to be honest. I was being stupid and being flippant one day. I said, it'd be funny if David's mama was a crackhead drug dealer. And then when they made her Proteus, I almost passed out. I was like, I was being funny. I was being real stupid. And then she ended up being Proteus. So I was just like, you know what? She had a whole town full. I mean, David Hay with her ancient son that I loved so much. I mean, she used to get off in his ass. I was about that life. Then when she came up with Trey, I was like, uh, what? I'm like, you never knew what was coming. I mean, they made that character for her. She just, she was just, it was just a great time. And if you were a fan of her, you always knew no matter what episode she was on, she was going to bring it and it was going to be amazing. So I'm okay with that. And I'm going to miss her. Well, I have to echo what my co-host said. I will also say, you know, Marge is one of those rare soap actresses that could make any character work. You know what I mean? You put Alexandra Spaulding in a scene with Sidney Coleman's god-awful Annie Dutton impression, and you still got gold. Or, you know, you put her in a scene with Rebecca Budding, and you still got gold. I mean, there will never, ever be another Marge Doucet. Um, additionally, her first episode as Alexandra on Guiding Light is available on our Twitter account, so be sure to check that out um, at soap underscore chat, and you can watch the whole thing. It's wonderful. Um, now we'll get into our special episode. Today we are counting down our top five all-time favorite soap operas with an honorable mention at the end. Uh, Alan, let's start with you. What soap opera comes in at number five on your list? Number five is Fort Charles. It was a short-lived soap, but the last year's soap were fucking great. The okay. Chris brought in vampires, three story arcs, I totally agree. I loved Port Charles. Um some of it, I thought maybe it took too much risk, but you know, if you don't take risks, then you can't get any rewards. Um, Tiggs, what about you? What soap opera comes in at number five on your list? I'm with Alan Port Charles. Oh, right. wow. Tom. It was the one, it was the one soap that I was able to watch from beginning to end. Like, I could have said something beach, but... You know, the first six months or so, so that she shit came on the four o'clock in the morning, and I was like, twenty ass, and watch that shit dance.
little too campy, a little too cheesy. It was okay, but past, the pork chops had a nuance to it. It kind of almost felt like charms a little bit. Like, and I love the 13th story arcs. I, I really wish Brad would have stole that from them and did that for Bone. That would have been so fucking hot for Bone. To this day, that would be hot for Bone. Like, rotating characters, rotating stories. The, the, oh! The tunnel gonna pull let people overseas want all that shit. I don't know why he never did that. Fucking idiot. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> like, poor Charles was just so hot. I loved Caleb and Libby. Uh, I loved Allison and Ray. Like, the only thing is I ain't like that. I was pissed off when they killed Eve off. I was pissed. I told you I fucked with that ring. You 
your ass looking stupid. So, and then the next, the next story arc is supposed to be called The Gift. Just oh, oh, oh. so much potential. Just ABC really fumbled the bag with that one. Like, they really did. Uh, they really did. Because that could have been their first step into the future. They, like, so that was still going on. Why didn't y'all at least give it a six month run or something? Because y'all, y'all already slashed the budget, had to be six months old, six months old. So, Rodrigo, are you going to agree so far, or is your top five pick different? Uh, my number five is a little show that could called Loving. Uh, that oh, was loving. one of my oh. favorite little shows, because I was a huge All My Children fan of time, my little, my little self. And, but Loving, it just had little... It just, had a homey feeling with this uh, scandalous character, the Aldens, and yeah, Ava Rescott. Oh, I miss Lisa, Lisa Peluso. She was just amazing. Uh, and Clay Alden, which is sleeping with every woman in town, and and then Gwyneth Alden going crazy, the loving murders alone. I mean, come on, iconic. That whole storyline closing the show and turning it to the city it was I, I was sad to see loving go but with that show against the young little wrestlers that was oof, <laughs> i don't know who's who's thinking that was to put that show at 12 30 against the young wrestlers but okay so i mean i i guess i don't know that 12 30 spot has never worked but loving was just oh that was my little show that was my little show that just you brought back Angie they got Debbie Morgan back on that show and that brought it back to all my children eventually so uh, you know Darnell Williams was brought back on that show it just you know if you couldn't get it at all my children just go on loving because they would just bring back the characters you love you know on that show so. Uh, Big ups to Agnes Nixon and Doug, you know, the late Dr. Smartman and that Nixon and Chris oh, that show. Uh, they, just, they just knew how to do a show. It was just so good. The storylines were just fast-paced and it was a half hour. That's how bold and beautiful, you, you, you know, that, I'm not going to say it. Okay, let me shut my mouth. But, like, that's how, you know, you constructed a half-hour soap. Everyone has storylines in and out. So like that's how bold it used to be. That's how bold used to be. And loving was like that's how bold used to be. Just took it and just knew how to do a half hour soap. But you know it was not to be. And you know I you know I didn't like the city was okay, but it was a little you know it was a little bit it was way before ahead of its time for sure with some of the storylines they tried. But it was just wasn't the same. And you want to move this cast to the city and. I was like, okay. And then when they brought Tracy in, you know, she tried to save, you know, Jane Elliott tried to save it, but that was, it was too late. But I just love the love. I just love loving. And, you know, a lot of the great actors you see now today, Laura Wright and Julia Hartley and, you 
Taylor song. Yeah. Oh, Amelia Hanley was on there. Yeah. So. Amelia was tripping when I was at a soap event and I told her that I started watching her. Oh, yeah, she was Steffi Brewster. Because like Actually, a really good actress. I love it. top five pick actually comes from a soap opera that I was not alive when it aired. However, by the grace of God, if you get my hint, somebody uploaded every episode to YouTube and I watched them all. (laughs) It was a very short-lived soap opera called Another Life and it originally aired on the um, Christian Broadcasting um, channel when it was on. And You know, so it was always the soap that fared the best in syndication. And there was one story in particular that, like, absolutely made me fall in love with the show. (laughs) And that was when, oh, God, this woman named Miriam filed 
an adultery case against her husband, who was a lecturer at the college, Paul. And <laughs> because he was having a, an affair with one of their students. But anyway, she filed an adultery case, won custody of their son, but it was always, you know, throughout the three years the show was on a will-they-won't-they they situation. And then also, the show, in my opinion, told a better mob story than General Hospital ever could. So this mob story that they had started, like, in the first year of their show and went through its entire run. And everybody was connected to the mob, including the wealthy Carpenter family who, like, this reporter was trying to figure out, you know, the Carpenter's connection in the mob. It was a perfect soap opera. Um, and it just goes to show that sometimes the best soap operas aren't always the ones that last the longest. So, Dee, what is your top five pick on your list? My number five was Bold and the Beautiful. Because <laughs> I've watched Bold since the beginning. I literally, my grandma wrote me a note. I forgot what grade I was in, but my nana wrote me a, a note so that I could skip school to watch the first episode of Bold and the Beautiful. So, when I go on Twitter or when I go to events and I say bad stuff about Brooke Logan, I've been hating on her since 1987. You leave her alone. You can't change my mind. I feel the way I feel. I felt that way since day one. And all of you people that just started watching in the last three or four years, I'm going to need you to shut up. I've been watching since <laughs> 1987. I've been dragging Brooke in her voracious vagina She's just oh, collecting like jobs in Hollywood that nobody wants. Yeah. And then Miss Amber. Did I miss me some Amber? 
Oh, why don't they get Adrian Franz back on this show? Why don't they, they, they get him back on They, they oh, need my. a true Vixen that's not afraid to go. start us off with your number four. Kim Zimmer just, you know, she is the queen of turning shit into sugar. 
because I bought all that shit up because she sold it to me. Uh, but all the stuff with Kim Zimmer and Reva and Josh and, and Annie, Cynthia Watros is Annie and all that good stuff. And then you got to the 2000s and, you know, it was still good. It was still getting a little good. I mean, it was still, I mean, and then you had to have that, that dumbass Marianne Carella story. <laughs> and um, <laughs> where we were led to believe that Buzz Cooper was in Springfield in the 70s when we all knew he was in Vietnam missing and shit. And he was nowhere in damn Springfield in the 70s. The Lewis family didn't even come to Springfield until the 80s. I, that was so convoluted. That's what I knew. This show was... And then you had the cousin... In, I mean, I like Jonathan and Tammy. I thought they were... Great chemistry. They were hot, but damn it. They were cousins. I was like, oh, oh they could have fixed that. They could have rewrote that. They had... No, they could have they fixed that. Tammy, Tammy, it, it could have been a situation where some day players come to town, and they're like, oh, we, we Tammy's real parents. And Cassie could have found out that her baby got switched to birth or some shit like that, and You just wait because I'm on. I'm on bring it home because guiding light is my number four pick too. But there's one thing Rodrigo forgot to mention that you ready the Fifth Street <laughs> the Fifth Street Fire. That's what you forgot to mention about the guiding light. Let me tell you now, Matt and Vanessa and uh and then Wendy Monez as Dinah. Oh, Dinah! Oh my God! Yes, be Dinah. Popping a cap and heart's ass. She was Dinah. She was Dinah. She was the cap and heart's ass. 
And then Alan Michael and Blake and oh my god. Uh, the Spalding, the Spalding, the Spalding, Philip and Harley and uh, Alan Michael, mommy. Alan Michael, Lucy. Oh. I even like Alan Michael and Lucy together. I thought they were the cutest. Oh. I, was, uh, I was so pissed. I was so pissed when they had Alan Michael that they recast Fifth Nash Marina. You thought she was your daughter, you nasty. I don't know her. Michael Dempsey, right? He's the last Al Michael. Remember, he played that role on and off for what, five years, wasn't it, Alan? You know, one person I think that should be mentioned for Guiding Light's success during this time. Oh, see, Tiggs, you're giving it away. Okay. So, anyway, (laughs) I think one person who should be mentioned for this is Nancy Curley, one of the most underrated and best soap writers of all time, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, I remember hearing her name. Yes, you could. Do you all remember when she pinned... When she did the Vanessa story where Vanessa had that guy that she brought charges charges against for the attempted rape and sexual harassment. And it was supposed to be a play on that real to life Anita Hill thing. And do y'all remember that? Dee, do you remember that? Exactly. Remember it was Jack something. But anyway. Oh, I love you know, that. Light came on at the same time as General Hospital. It was Sophie's choice. It was oh. Sophie's choice. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll get on. I'll get on my my guy to like kiss me less than later. But yeah, you're like, yeah, you're like they, what's she saying? Like, <laughs> they went from 10 a.m. or 9 a.m. or whatever time they were putting it on. Yeah, yeah. It came on the same time as GH here. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I had to. Oh, and then, ugh. Okay, so one of my least favorite characters on Guiding Light, though, I just gotta point it out. Eve. Ugh. I hated Eve so much. Oh, I did. She tried to kill my Melinda. You get out of here. Oh, wait. No, wait a minute. Was it 
No, that was Abby. That was little Abby. Oh, 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 oh. So never mind. Fuck Eve. I don't know who Eve is. Eve, Eve, Eve. Remember, Eve was, uh, she had cancer, she didn't she? Guiding Light was your honorable mention. So what goes in place at number four for you? My number four is General Hospital. It was the first soap I ventured off and watched by myself. Because 96. It was summer 96. And nothing came on at 2 o'clock with General Hospital and Guiding Light. And I know I was glancing at that guy like, you know, Josh Reeves and Annie act crazy. I was glancing at it, but I didn't kind of like get back into it just yet. So, you know, it was just, I needed something to watch. So, you know, I I, I just turned to it and I just fell in love. I don't know, it just sucked me in right away. After one episode, I was ready. And I think I had caught one of the tail ends of like one of Tracy's visits.
Pure histories for all the shows back from day one. I printed, I don't know how many pages. I think I printed about, you know, they charged me about five, ten cents a page. I had to print about $40 worth of pages. And I made my own for the 10th anniversary of your house on the I was <laughs> And then when Port Charles came along, oh, you couldn't tell me shit. I said, oh, bitch. Bitch. All the things we used to do for soaps. And that's why I'm always the hardest on I'm like, I ventured out of my comfort zone for y'all. And y'all pulled this bullshit on me. Well, Alan, do you... It's like that one man that keeps trying to talk to you in the club. You're like, I don't want to fuck with him. I don't want to fuck with him. And you're like, okay, I'm going to fuck with him. And then he do some bullshit. He's like, see, Hmm. that's why I shouldn't have fucked you in the first place. Sounds a lot like Josh Griffith. <laughs> Alan. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Okay. My number four is Anne's Returns. Uh, I started watching during her tongue shit for years. So I got to see all the spa shit, and I was great. And one of the first stories ever was when Rose died. A fucking kid murdered her. I'm fucking mouthwash. That was brilliant. It's so twisted. Thank you. 
Yeah, Dee, talk to us more about your number four. My number four is One Life to Live. Yeah. One Life to Live. Brand new star. One Life to Live was everything. Cord, Tina, they were everything. Vicky, Nikki, all 12 guys in her row, they were everything. I mean, Kevin Nash, that was my storyline. Evangeline, that was my chick. Yeah. This motherfucker is working in Texas at a guy. 
Nobody's been it's just like you're, you're never gonna be able to top that. So nobody's been able to do it better. So they, they are like there there are a handful of characters who can do multiple roles. Martha Byrne, Erica Slayzak is the queen of it. She's the queen. Erica Slayzak is the queen. Yes, she is. And then when and then when Bree Williamson came in and she came in as cast, you really thought they were two separate characters, like. Coming in at number three for me. Because she was done. She was tired of playing rape mances. She was tired of playing rape mances and going crazy. I don't blame her. And she wanted to bang her Irishman. That's what she wanted to do. So, coming in at number three for me was Rodrigo's choice for number four. It is As the World Turns. So, I came in at a great story. It was a couple months into the introduction of Carly. And so, Carly had a one-night stand with Rosanna's fiancé, Mike Kasnoff. I know. And then <laughs> Carly just couldn't get enough of Mike Kaznov. And so anyway, Rosanna, <laughs> Rosanna Mike's wedding was called off. And Mike and Carly slept together again. And then Carly became pregnant. And we all know what happened. Rosanna became jealous and offered to buy that damn baby. <laughs> I was like, what the and then, you know, Carly fell when during a confrontation with Rosanna, she went into premature labor and her baby was still born. Mara to the damn West. I mean, what more could you want? I know. And then, you know. She showed you early, man. 
what she, what she can do. And then, you know, she wasn't with Jack at first. When she came back, I actually, you know, Jack and Carly were not my pairing at first because I loved Carly and Brad. Um, and, you know, then she fell in love with Jack and, oh, my God, I mean. But anyway, you know, not only Carly, but... Jack. And who could forget when they had the Another World crossover and <laughs> the ghost of Vicky was like, you might go sleep with Jake. No, you not. <laughs> Get out of here, Molly. Oh, God. I oh, I loved when Molly was being haunted. And then, of course, the one and the only Annie Parisi as Julia Lindsay. Uh, Remember when because Julia it's killed that name, horse? It's just, about, it's just about writing a story. It's yes. just about writing a soap opera. It's just about writing a continuing saga. That's all that it is. Read up on the history, learn how you can pull off from that, and just write a fucking story. Quit trying to put your own stamp on it, trying to create your own kids and your own family, and trying to do. Fuck that. We ain't got time for that shit no more. And then, what well, what you got Hogan, Hogan wasn't scared. Before we get on to Alan with his number three, I just have to mention one more thing with As the World Turns. And, I mean, this is a woman who needs no introduction. It is Barbara. Hello, Barbara. Ryan, Stenbeck, St. Clair, Munson. 
Munson, Dixon, <laughs> I mean Munson, Montgomery, Stimbeck, Coleman. I mean, the lady who did the most and the fact that Colleen Zank is not on a soap right now is an abomination to this genre. <laughs> exactly. She could be playing Elizabeth's mom on GH. She could be playing Margot. She could be trying to fight she could be Bob Shit. She could be Diane. Hell, what? I said she could be Diane on The Young and the Restless if they bring her back. Oh, oh no, no, no. No, 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 Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, 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 no. Martha Byrne needs to be somewhere else. Martha Byrne needs to be somewhere else. Martha Byrne needs to be Diane. Martha Byrne needs to be Diane Jenkins or Martha Byrne needs to be Diane Jenkins. Martha Byrne needs to be Diane Jenkins or Melissa Hoyt. Shit. Oof. Melissa Hoyt. Well, Alan... No, I would love her as Diane Jenkins. Like, her role on GH was good. Like... What? You watch your mouth. I slapped the shit out of you like she did to Ashley. Of Diane Jenkins. In the words of Diane Jenkins herself, get like, out of here, bitch. Oof. She was sent to one of Hogan Sheffer's spas and hotels. I don't know. <laughs> No, I said she was sent to one of Hogan Sheffer's spas. <laughs> anyway. Alan. What is your number three? That is a good choice. And D, you kind of have me in suspense wondering what your number three could possibly be, so take it away. My number three was all my children. Good choice. Because the writing was solid. The characters, you 
were invested. I don't care how dumb that storyline was, the, the actors sold it. They sold everything. Susan Lucci was everything. I mean, Adam Chandler, I could not keep enough of that man. I don't care what he did wrong, I would always ride for him. Like, I mean, you just, you had Haley and Mateo. I just, I love them. You had, you had, oh my gosh, you had the Santos family. I like the whole family. I mean, I just, it was, it was family oriented. You had the Chandlers. You, I mean, you just, it was just a good mix of people. It was just, they just, they just needed the right storyline. That's the only problem that I had. Like, the storyline just kind of went. And I mean, I mean, you had Greenlee and Leo. You had Ryan and Jillian. You had couples that you could root for, even when they were doing bad stuff. I mean, I mean, I hated Greenlee with Ryan. I'm not going to lie. I did not. That was trash. I liked Kendall with that. I liked Kendall with every person they tried to pair her with. And you know what? She was everything. That was one of my favorite characters ever. And, of course, I would love, you know, a child of, you know, Eric Kane. You know, just Eric Kane was everything for me. She was just it. She was just it, and that was that was it. She was just my chick. So number three was all my children. Oh well, I think that is a great choice. And Tiggs, will you be agreeing with D, or do you have another pick? My number three is another world. Ugh. Oh, oh. Yes, yes. Oh god. Like. Oh my life, I've been wrong. Wait, 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 wait. Ellie, you said what? I never lost it. Yeah. You need your ass I am going to dig up I Harding P. LeMay. Best. He's going to slap the shit Another out of Alex. Another World was the best Parker and Gamble soap. Another World is one of the reasons, probably the main reason, why we have one hour soap opera today. But back to that, Another World was so fucking popular, it was all for 90 fucking minutes. And it's the experiment that ultimately up. killed and them. But. Told Parker and Gamble, we need 90 minutes, goddamn. For who? They were shit in the they were shit in the toilet is what they were. Did you like Donna and Matthew? Because I loved Donna and Matthew. Oh, I love Donna and Matthew. Oh, oh, Donna, love. 
Timmons play for I absolutely loved I absolutely loved Judy Evans in the role of Paulina but I'm sorry Callie Callie Timmons has to get her due Callie Timmons has got to get her due. Because they brought her back. She was Marley. 
Well, remember Cynthia Watros? Watros, but she was all wrong for the role of Vicky. Do you oh, remember she that? Only, oh, she pitched it. She only pitched it for like a couple episodes. I know, but she should have pitched out. It was like a few. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, though. They should have found somebody. But shit, I could have put on a blob wig and played Vicky better. After Katie I McLean's just, last Nina, stint on maybe, soaps, oof. No, mainly because Nina, when they when they first brought Nina on, she was written as kind of like an Annie Gutton character. Maybe they made Nina crazy again. I can't. But as of right now, Nina being normal, being stupid over Valentine, I don't care. Just brought the show to another, to another. It just brought it to another world. 
Well, pun intended, but it just did it for me. And then, you know, the show's gone through its ups and downs. They're trying to find his voice again. And, you know, they tried so many things, you know, so many years. You had, you know, Dina Higley years, and you had, oh, you had the Darlene and whatever those new writers they put in that, you know, they did. Will's coming out, I think. Those writers, you know, and you had EJ and Sammy. That's what brought the show back for me was playing up EJ and Sammy. And, that whole story. So I'm thankful now with Ron, Ron Carvalho, the man that was meant to always write Days of Our Lives. This is a show that was, that was a show, this was the show meant for him. We always said Ron belonged on Days. And he's shown you, even if someone, he doesn't even know, he doesn't, he doesn't have a history of this show, but he did his homework. He did his homework, Miss, Miss Shelley Altman. Uh, he did his homework. Uh, what you're supposed to do when you're supposed you're on you're new to a show, you do your homework and go back to the history books. And he, but he did. He goes yeah. back to the history books, brings back characters from the past. He references history. You, you know, it's just it, you love to see it. You love to see it. So days to me, it's now it's going into the future. It's the first soap that's actually embracing that they are in the future. Amen. And doing their doing their own apps and doing their own web series and just changing the game right now. So you gotta respect them what they've done for all these years. So they keep coming up and down, almost getting canceled every other year. But they just keep coming back and it's, they get renewed again. They're renewed for another year. So I'm just happy, you know, just great history with the show. This is my number three. Great history. Well, my number two is actually Days of Our Lives. <laughs> um, I think what got me hooked on Days of Our Lives wasn't really a story, but it was more of a love that the show embraced with whacked out characters. You know, Vivian burying Carly alive, um, Victor faking his death um, and moving to Mexico <laughs> because Carly was unhappy in their marriage. And then, you know, you had, like, tame characters like Jennifer, who was just that fun rom-com Meg Ryan, Sleepless in Seattle type, being paired with the zany Jack. And and then, you know, even some stuff um, a little newer to Days of Our Lives. I was hooked for two weeks with that whole disaster plot seven years ago. And, I mean, even through its ups and downs and its questionable actors... <coughs> Vivian Giovanni, Charity Raymer, uh, Jensen Ackles when he started, uh, Allison Sweeney when she started. I mean, there will never, ever be another TV show, period, like Days of Our Lives. I mean, ever. And no soap has ever been able to match Days of Our Lives, except my number one, but we'll get there. So, Tiggs, what comes in at number two for you? Two is Days of Our Lives. Okay. <laughs> uh, besides, besides my number one, it is the closest thing to my heart. Amen. It's the only other soap besides my number one that I can vividly remember being a little kid and going back. Like, I think this year makes 
30 years I've been watching Days of Our Lives. And I can just remember, like, you know, Carly coming to town and, you know, her falling in love with Bo and right after the cruise of deception and Hope dying. Oh, yes. Uh, and uh, God, Vivian buried her alive. When Viv- Vivian buried her alive and had that walkie-talkie in that coffin, and Vivian rolled her ass around cackling on that goddamn grave. Oh, and when uh, Nicholas framed her for the uh, death of her own patients, ah, uh, and uh, she became the angel of mercy serial and, killer. And just, just seemed like you know, as much as I love Bo Hope, you know, Bo being hot with Carly. Uh-huh. And everything was 
where you like and, and, and like just you know Bobby Lockhart and and like they could have really like Mickey could have just faded into the background. They had killed Maggie off seemingly. John Clark had retired. They could have just let Mickey fade off into the background, but they didn't. They had Mickey Hoyt, seventy years old, driving sore. <laughs> like that, that those were the days. Twitter held earlier. They mentioned I forgot that it was a Mickey between John Clark and John Nick. I forgot about that whole best man. I forgot shit. But it was a Mickey like for about three, four days. They got John Nick when GA started fucking with him. But yeah, I just I, I don't know. Like Days always had the best couples for me. Like Days and GH are all the stuff. Days and GH has the more super couples for me. They were the super couple folks. It's like, yeah, as the world turns, God and light of the world, Wynar, uh, Wynar really has a very low abundance of like, that, that's because Wynar, it was just characters that you really loved. Well, I think mean, even, you know, stood out like Victor and Nick, you mentioned Nick General you know Hospital. Wynar was the super couple folks. But that was then because Brad, some Brad, child, he okay. was Bill Bell, wrote stories. He had character development. It wasn't always about a couple, it was about character and family. But you know, when Tom Racine and them came to GH and came to Dave and it was the 80s and shit, it was about super couples. It was about two people loving each other and being superheroes, facing the world together, all this other bullshit. And to this day, I hate that bullshit up. I like that shit. Well, Rodrigo, ride, what bullshit are you ride, eating up with your number two? Rodrigo, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is the soap that started me off watching soap opera because all my children. Um, it's my mom introduced me to this show, like I said, and I got introduced to the smallest supermodel in the history of soap opera. <laughs> Yeah. And her scandalous life and her no shit given attitude and her snobbery. But at the end of the day, Erica had heart. And the heart that she had was Mona. Erica and Mona's relationship is what got me is that mother to that connection that they both had. Mona didn't she didn't bullshit around with Erica. She told Erica's ass off. Something's wrong with you. I don't know what's wrong. I don't know how are you, my daughter. <laughs> you act like they had that type of relationship. And when Mona died, and oh, Ooh, and she threw herself oh, all over that grave. Oh, Erica, she did a oh, she, ooh, she was gonna throw herself in that grave, and oh man, she said, "Don't leave me, Bob." And then that was the introduction of Sarah Michelle Geller coming in as Kendall. And that, oh, and 
Dimitri Merrick. Oh, Dimitri. Oh, Michael Nader when he still had all his teeth. Good stuff. Oh, my God. And then Uncle Porkchop. Oh, Trevor and oh, the Santos family and Haley and all that good stuff. Oh, all my children was the shit back then. And Brooke versus Erica. Oh. Oh, and then when Brooke and Tad got divorced, oof. It was was so good, and you know, it's later years of all my children. I was just like, "Mm, what, 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 what am I watching? Chuck Pratt coming in, dismantling the show, and just turning it to something so unrecognizable. And, and I know Lauren, you know Lauren Bracker tried to try to make it as good as she she could the last year, the last months of the show. But I, I just miss the old school, all my children. So they would always they always hold a special place in my heart for what my number one is, because that's what got to what my number one show is. Through all my children, so. So, D, talk to us about your number two pick. What do you got? My number two, I I literally made a tier system. I had a whole little list set up. We argued and we debated, and then I just went with my gut. My number two is Young and the Restless. I started watching Young and the Restless because my grandmother watched it. That was her show. Um, I came in on it, you know, when I was a kid. I mean, I love Phyllis. You know, I love Phyllis when she was all evil and she made Christine a Danny Rosebump. Like, I mean, Christine and Paul, like, boop, boop. Like, uh-huh. I'm super excited about that because I like Phyllis. I was like, run him over, do it again, back over him. I'm not even playing. You know, I love Jill. I love that Jill was, was like, she was a social climber and then she just came and turned her life around. I love Kay. You could tell me. Like, I mean, just like, I love the whole dynamic. I love John. I love the Abbott. I love the Chancellors. I love the family thing. I love Drew. I love Neil. I love that whole quadrangle that they had with Nathan and with Olivia. I was like, black people, successful black people. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I need to see more of this on TV. And I mean, just this, the, the continuous, the, the continuity of like people like Devon and how like Drusilla's influence just stay. I love Sharon Case. I, I made it through the first two Sharon. She is the best Sharon. I ride for Sharon no matter what, no matter how crazy, no matter how wild she is. Sharon is always my chick. I love Nikki when she drinking because fun Nikki. Drink Nikki is fun Nikki. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, at me, I don't care. I love Victor. I mean, Victor was a hoe. You know, I love hoes. I'm all about that life. I <laughs> how Jackson is like the Charlie Brown of Genoa City compared to Victor. I mean, it's just just good storytelling, good, solid storytelling. So, I I mean, I came into Young Loretta's. It wasn't, I, I mean, I just, I inherited that soap. And it reminds me so much of my grandmother. And she'd just be ready. She would just be ready to do battle. And Victor was her man. So, Young Loretta's is my number two. And Alan, do you agree with D or did you pick something different? I 
Hope that Alan can make up. Because he spends his whole day dragging bitches just like her. <laughs> I could not wait until Natalie got her disgusting yeast infection ass off my screen. I was so through with her. Ugh.
Oh, yeah. After going to that nightclub and sleeping on that couch. go to our number one picks and on and our honorable mentions coming in at number one for me you know d described it perfectly it's a soap opera that i was introduced by by my mother um and it's just stuck with me ever since it wasn't the beginning of my soap journey i started with all my children but this was the second one i was introduced to and it was william j bell's the young and the restless and that will forever be number one to me I mean, ugh, my favorite all-time character is Mrs. Chancellor, and mm-hmm. oh, oh my God, and Glow by Jabot, and I even loved Billy and Victoria under Amelia Hindley and Billy Miller, and, you know, Jill just tr- always out for whatever she wants and whatever Billy, well, she used to be out for whatever Billy wanted, and then Kane came along, but we won't get into that. And <laughs> no comment, no comment. And then, you know, the show, even in its more recent years when it wasn't doing so hot, it really reinvented the super couple with Adam and Chelsea. And then, of course, the woman who lights up the screen anytime she's on, Miss Eileen Davidson as Ashley Abbott. And my favorite all-time soap couple, Nikki and Victor. I mean, The Young and the Restless has given me everything that I need in this genre. And uh, um, and then my honorable mention has to go to another short-lived soap opera that I just fell in love with from the time it came on to the time it ended. And that was Sunset Beach. Um, I absolutely love Sunset Beach. Annie and Meg... And with (laughs) Virginia, with the turkey baster and everything. I just, uh, oh, and then they did the shockwave and the boat disaster. And I just love Sunset Beach. I mean, it was the Melrose Place of daytime. Um, That is so true, though. So, Dee, talk to us about your number one pick and then your honorable mention. My number one is General Hospital. General Hospital, like, I think I was watching it in utero because my mom used to watch it when she was pregnant with with me. So, like, I came out, like, I love super couples. I got all the super couples. I mean, I had Luke and Laura. Then later on, I found out he was a fancy hair racist, so he was canceled. But I love Luke and Laura. I mean, I had, I had Robert Scorpio with that accent. And, I mean, I love Robert Anna, I love Sean and Tiffany. I love Frisco and Felicia. I mean, I even like Bobby and Tony. I mean, then I love Carly, played by Sarah Joy Brown. 
Like, I rooted for Carly. I would cut someone over Carly Carrico. I love Sunny and Brenda. They were it for me. They will always be it for me. They are my number one. They literally, that triangle with Sunny, Brenda, and Jack was the best triangle written. At your mama, because it's true. I used Amen. to run home every day to see what was happening. I love Ned and Lois. I mean, I love Catherine Bell. Catherine Bell, oh, God. Her and Stefan, and then when that triangle going on with Laura, I mean, Jane Francis could carry anything. She could do whatever. She can't do any wrong, in my opinion. General Hospital, when the mob stories were actually good, when, I mean, I, oh, it was just, it was amazing. It was a wonderful time. Even my mom, my mom will go on to this day about the left-handed boy. You can't tell her that the general hospital was it. She, like, put that for me in the womb, and I came out loving it. I mean, I love it, love it. I still love it. I still rock that show, even though I trash them on the regular. I trash them because I know what a good show looks like. And when Rick, they need to throw all the bags at her and get her back up in there because that was some of the best writing, some of the best producing, some of the best directing. You couldn't tell me nothing. I mean, it was just the show. So, General Hospital was it for me. My honorable mention goes to Trashy Passion. You know I love me some passion. Good Lord Almighty, I will act a fool over some passion. I know it took another world spot, and I'm supposed to, I was supposed to hate passion, and I was set up to hate it, but Teresa was my girl. You couldn't tell me that to Teresa, Lopez, Fitzgerald, 50,000 Crane, Windsor, she was the best. She was, I was living, and oh, races were Rebecca, like, Snooty Gwen, you couldn't tell me that, but, I mean, all of the Crane men were fine. There wasn't an ugly one. Man, I didn't, I mean, I even liked the Lopez Fitzgerald. This was before Ray Hernandez, so I actually, I mean, like, I tell Gabe, I said, you know, I love Passions, and I love you, but, bruh, you know, you know how I feel about Ray Hernandez on Days of Our Lives, but Passions was my honorable mention, because you never knew what was going to happen on that wild show, you never knew what was going to happen, there was always something crazy, I mean, they had witches, they had, I mean, just crazy stuff, and then, I mean, like, Teresa was it for me, and I know a lot of people were just like, oh, Teresa's a gold digger, she broke up, you know, Gwen, and he's, I don't care, Teresa was my chick, you know, Passions was my honorable mention. And then, Tiggs, talk to us about your top pick, and also your honorable mention. Well, my top pick, my heart, my soul, my everything all my children. I don't know. It, it, it just, it, it's the one time I can remember that 30 years of flight, days of our lives. I remember Haley coming and have, having the whole gossip going on and calling, calling Trevor Uncle Pork chopping shit and Arlene Vaughn being trash and her finding out that Adam Taylor was our father. And speaking of Adam Taylor, the only other motherfucker besides Erica Slavak that deserved every motherfucking Emmy that they got playing multiple characters was that goddamn damn Kennedy. As a little uh-huh. kid, I, you, you, you couldn't tell me that Adam and Sue were two different motherfuckers. You couldn't fucking tell me. Adam was a son of a bitch. But Sue was so sweet. And he was Adam's conscience. Like, anytime Adam fucked up, he would cuss anybody out. But all he has to do was take one look at Stuart, like, Adam, what did you do now? And Adam's just like, oh, I didn't do nothing to him. Trying to ignore him and shit. What did you do, Adam? But since you won't leave me alone, I set up so-and-so for murder. 
bullshit like that. But those scenes, like, you would never think it, 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 it you can tell me what two different people play in those fucking roles. Sure. Up until the fucking end. Oh, I was so pissed when they killed off Stewart, and they tried to make it feel like Adam did it. Woo! That's trash. Oh, that's trash. 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 I was so trash. happy. See? Hot flame and garbage. Oh, it was that moment, oh, and, when they, and, and when they tried, that bitch-ass man was savage. That bitch-ass man was savage, trying to kill off my Dixie Cooney with that motherfucking pancake. So Tiggs, what is your um Tiggs, what is your honorable mention?
always my favorite. I've always told everything about it. Like just Pine Valley, Pennsylvania, that's where the fuck I need to be. Just a, a, a wine and jelly. David and Hannah, I couldn't stand their behavior. The only time I like that motherfucker is when he was with Hannah. Oh, that's why they were cross disciplinary very on the General Hospital. David Hagel would sit perfectly on General Hospital, bringing people back from the dead, being a maniacal doctor, his past with Anna. He would sit perfectly on GH. Oh, but yeah, they like, everybody was newbie for him. I just, oh, I'm watching that. That's my heart. And, and, and when it got canceled, I, but you know what? I kept it rubbing. It's like, you know what? And it is what it is. I didn't want one life to go. I like, if I had to pick, one life to keep on going. Like, if all my children, they, that bitch-ass Julie Hannah can rub us, fuck the budget up, they had to move out to California, and all this other bullshit. It just wasn't right. And then they had that period where they had, where it had that film-style format. I hated that shit. I couldn't stand that shit. Look like an old badass '90s rock video. I couldn't stand that bullshit. <laughs> but you know, it, it had something to sound. But all my children is number one for me. That's my heart. That's my soul. I would love it if, if ABC would give us a reboot. I would take four thirty-minute episodes on Hulu once a week. I'm just saying, streamline the budget. Do this shit. Do it. And then takes what is yes, your honorable mention. I, I know Casey like all right, bitch, hurry up. Okay, <laughs> Girl, I'm just saying I'm not paying extra to post this podcast on lies. So oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, 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 Got all this budget. Well, wonderful. May she rest. Now, Alan and Rodrigo, <laughs> you got five minutes. So, <laughs> Alan, what is your number one? And then your honorable mention. Now, Rodrigo, hurry up now. Number one in your honorable my mention. One, my number one is General Hospital. Yeah. Thank you, Claire Levine. Thank you, Wendy Rich. Thank you, Michelle Valjean, because y'all wrote the hell out of a show in the 90s. Um, Maurice Bernard, Vanessa Marcel, Sonny and Brenda, that was the key for the Puerto Rico, Ned and Lois, Marion and Brooklyn, and you had Kevin. It was a bunch of super couples being formed in the 90s on that show. 
And it, you just love to see it. You love to see it. And Guza came in and continued a little bit with the Click Boom episode that made Sonny and Brenda Jacks. And oh, all time. Oh, oof, okay. Um, and my that's that, that's my show, General Hospital. Always. That's why that's the one I tweet the most because the one I do out of love. I hate out of love. I love out of hate. <laughs> so I just. Give it the equal opportunity, drag it and deserve. But when it's good, it is good. And I always, I always give love to GH when even if it's good or bad. I always just they always come back and do something else. So number one, GH, my honorable mention is as the world turns. Uh, more west, more west, more west. Uh, Jack and Carly, uh, Holden and Lily, and then. Bob and Lisa, Bob and Kim and Lisa and Lucinda Walsh and just bigger than life characters that just just glowed on screen and I just missed that show a bit. Uh, even Julianne Moore coming back to honor her time on the show that that was pretty big for a movie star to be like, oh, I'm not ashamed to be coming from the soap world. I embraced it because that's what made me who I am now. So, shout out to As the World Turns and my And then you can find our show at soap underscore chat. You can find me at Clone Reva. You can find the lovely Tigs who think we got all this money at the best 11985. You can find Rodrigo at Rodrigo's World 81. The Susan Lucci of this podcast, Didi, you can find her at TMZ Didi. And you can find Sinead O'Connor at Alan Sarapa. Have a good night. <laughs>